Welcome to the Aurora Cornerstone Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope today's message is an encouragement to you. Well, we are glad to have with us today, all the way from South Africa, our friends and our colleagues who stand alongside Aurora Cornerstone in ministry. They're an extension of us. Uh, as I invest in them and what they do, uh, they take, they're the boots on the ground, uh, or maybe sandals on the ground uh, in South Africa. And so uh, I'm just going to invite uh, uh, them to come at this time. I think they're going to come kind of do a bit of tag teaming and a little video clip, and they've got some exciting things they're going to show, some of the things that they're doing, some of the projects. And I'm just going to allow you uh, to just share your own story. So come on up. Would you give them a greeting? Let's bless It is an honor and a privilege to be here again. Uh, it's been a number of years since we've been with you. And uh, so we just want to say thank you, first of all. Thank you for your dedication, your commitment, your prayers, um, for what's happening in South Africa. Uh, the last years, year and a half, I guess, specifically, uh, probably you would agree with me, has been a little bit wild and crazy. <laughs> uh, and so we, uh, in South Africa, just before COVID started, we had a young lady with us, and she was interning for a few months, and we had kind of heard about COVID, but not really. And then one day we got frantic emails and um, phone calls to say, you've got to send her home, you've got to send her home. And we said, oh, I wonder what's going on. And then, you know, then you kind of start really listening to what's happening. But within two days, she was on a plane and she had gone home. And we said, well, if there's this big urgency to get her home, maybe we should start thinking about coming back to Canada. And so it was little bit of a struggle for us. Okay, well, what do we do? So we talked, we prayed, we uh, talked, we prayed. And we said, you know what? If God has us here, there's a reason. We know there's a reason, but there must be a bigger purpose for us being here, especially during this time. So as much as we don't know what's happening, we don't know what will happen in the future, we're going to stay and just see what God will do through us. And um, through that, we were able to do some feeding programs, which we normally would not have done. Uh, we didn't really have any funds available to do that, but we said, okay, God, if, if this is where you want us to go, you provide. He provided. Uh, we first said, okay, maybe we'll do 20, 30 families for a couple of weeks, and then we'll be done. It went to 50. It went to one month. It went to two months. It went to 100 families. receive some more funding and we were able to feed another 100 families different for over two months and more and so we're just so thankful to God he's faithful and even though it's been thank you I think this happens every time I come here doesn't it um he has been faithful, and even though things have been upside down, God doesn't change. And we may not know what's going to happen tomorrow or next week 
but we know that God doesn't change. And so there's a song that we learned during our online um, Sunday school, and I won't sing it for you, but it says, <laughs> life may get crazy, wild and amazing, but I'm trusting you, God, you are good. And that is a song that we've sang over and over. So God has opened the doors for different types of ministry. It's changed for us because we're, we like to be in the community with the people. But with COVID, we had lockdown. Uh, police and army were on the road. We were not actually allowed out for, not just on lockdown, but out into public for probably three or four months. Um, but through it all, God opened doors. He allowed us to have a permit where Felix could go and actually be on the roads. And if he was stopped, he was able to say, I have permission to be out. Um, we had a lot of people, because they live hand to mouth, they had nothing to do. They had no food. And so it was just, just amazing to see how God opened those doors. And not just bringing provision from Canada to South Africa, but making connections with the people in South Africa um, who provided food, who provided the permit, who provided different things. So it's just God's people, God's family coming together, working together. And I know that Felix is going to share a little bit more of some of the stories. Yeah, just thanks again for your continued support. It's good. Uh, you know, when we are in South Africa, when you say God is good, you hear people say all the time. And all the time. Oh, hallelujah. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I might look a little bit animated, but uh, I enjoy it when I share what God is doing. Uh, it's just the joy. It's, it's not animation. It's just I love what God is doing. Uh, and, and when I see his hand, um, it's just magnificent. I don't know. You were listening to the song, right? Wasn't the song like... <laughs> I, I was just uh, about to, to, you know, carry on. Uh, when we were making this uh, uh, video, uh, my wife said, Cecilia said, you know, I think we need to cut it. You know, it's, it's too long. So I wanted to, to leave it so that it, it carries on. Because once the video is finished, then you get to move your body. Chala. You know, chala. So, so with your tears. That's, the, that's what the song says. Because the Lord, our God, will hear you. Now, we serve a faithful God. Now, he's always listening to us. He's there. You know, whenever there's a song that, that, that goes like, uh, um, even though when we don't see it, he is working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. That's our God. That's the God we save. He never, ever stops working. You know, Celia was saying, before we left, we were, we were thinking, we need to leave. Because this COVID... There is something. But one thing that we said, we don't want to stand in the way of what God is about to do. 
So we said, God, use us, however you're going to use us. Now, some people might have looked at it and said, you have a child, you need to come back, safety first, and this and that, which is understandable. But what does God say? What is God saying in your own situation? What is he saying? So we said, we'll stay. So we stayed. And God opened doors. Doors that we never thought would open. He opened them. Plenty of doors. Chala. Pray. Soar with your tears. The Lord will open doors. And he managed to do that. You know, growing up in Zimbabwe, I'm from Zimbabwe and we work in South Africa. Zimbabwe borders South Africa. Uh, it's just uh, maybe 15 hours away, a drive, and we're in Zimbabwe. So I, I was born in Zimbabwe and um, my family was not rich, but we, we had a little bit. At least we, we would eat. Um, Zimbabwe was the most beautiful country. You know, uh, I remember uh, in the 80s, the dollar was equivalent to the British pound. Wasn't that lovely? <laughs> that was lovely. Right? We, we lived in a nice country. Right? And, and I remember yesterday, um, Cecilia got a card, a, a birthday card from her mom, and her mom put in... Um, a hundred billion dollar bill <laughs> from Zimbabwe. Things changed from one is to one to one is to trillions. Um, so I, I remember all of that. I remember when things were good. I remember when things were just lovely. We had the, the system, the, the, the transport system was amazing. Beautiful. And then I saw all of it go down. Literally go down. And um, electricity would go. That was not my favorite part. When electricity goes, I would just complain. Because I wanted to watch my, my show. Why is this electricity gone? Now we're not going to eat. Now we're going to eat food that smells like fire. Because I was used to this electricity. And my dad would say, it is better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. <laughs> Friends, we are in a situation, even with COVID, that we can say all sorts of things. But we are choosing to light a candle than to always say negative things. Because this is an opportunity for us as Christians to step into that area and preach God. This is an opportunity. There's a song that goes like, it's a new season, it's a new day, a fresh anointing is coming my way. It's a season of power and prosperity. It's a new season and it's coming my way. I 
think my wife says it's coming to me. Or is it my way or to me? It's coming to me. It's coming my way. It's a new season. We were going into South African communities. And as soon as we stepped out, a lady came out and says, thank you. Thank you so much. This lady was over 80 years old. And he came out with her tears and says, thank you so much. Thank you for the food. I thought God had forgotten me. But you are here. Thank you. This is a lady because everything was closed. She was on her own. There was no one else to help her. But when we arrived there, the tears were coming down. And she was so thankful for the food. And she said, now I know God has heard me. God heard my prayers. Friends, there are some things the camera cannot capture. But when I saw this lady, I said, I, if I can just show people this, this lady, they will experience the love of Christ. Because that's what God did in that lady's life. He did it. Martha, six years ago, there is a lady named Martha. Martha thought she could not do anything. Martha thought she was not going to be married when she was young because everyone always mocked her and said, oh, you look like a man, you will never get married. Martha grew up in an environment where she was looked down upon. Now when I look at Martha, if you saw a lady with vegetables in front of her, that's Martha. Martha has pioneered a lot of work in this community. Martha has stepped into the unknown and said, God, use me. When I look at Martha, I see hope. We have a sewing school that is running. We have a sewing factory that is running. It's because together, when I say together, we, you and us, and our brothers and sisters in South Africa, coming together and making a difference for the kingdom of God. Because lives are being transformed because people have obeyed. We are not in this alone. We are in this together. So when you hear me say we, it's not just us. It's you and us and our brothers and sisters in South Africa. We are many parts but one body. But things are happening because we are allowing the king of kings to do his work. And I love it when we allow the king of kings to do his work. He does it in a way that we would have never planned. That's how he rolls. The king of kings, the lord of lords, the conquering lion of the tribe of Judah, Jesus Christ. You know, when the Bible says, go ye in Matthew 28, 19, and make disciples of all nations, we take that seriously. And we will go. And we want to thank you all 
for coming alongside and making a difference. God is enabling us all to edify his kingdom. So Martha, she has pioneered all these things. Lives have been transformed. Many women are coming in. They want to be trained. They want to have a skill with them. They want to do something for themselves. One of the things when we entered South Africa was our goal was to integrate discipleship training, the word of God with a job skill so that we train someone and then they get a skill, they have the word of God and they are able to step out in faith and do things for themselves. Not us doing things for them, but them doing things for their own community, for their own families and taking care of their own families. We, don't, we didn't want to create a dependency mentality where we are always coming out and say, here you go. You need money for this, here you go. You need money for that, here you go. We wanted to help our brothers and sisters find real long-term solutions to their own challenges. And we are, by doing that, we are not robbing them of their dignity. We are actually giving them back their dignity. They are human beings and they need that respect. So when we look at this, we marvel. We see how God has worked. I remember we finished a training one day. One of the trainings that we do is called community health education, where we train leaders to find solutions to their problems and not just wait on the West to give them money but there is local resources within their communities that they can utilize and use so that they can actually develop their own communities. After finishing that training, the guy said to me, you know, th thank you. Thank you so much for this training. Uh, we wish that it was, it was back then, but I want to tell you a story. And I said, okay, what is the story? Then he says, there was an elephant, Mr. Big Elephant. And there was a mouse, Mr. Small Mouse. And Elephant wanted to have a party. So he said, Mr. Mouse, invite everyone, even the, the monkey, and the baboon, and the lions, the giraffes, invite everyone. I want them to this party. But Mr. Mouse had a faint voice. He was so small. So he was trying to shout on top of his lungs to say, hey, Mr. Elephant, at the moment, we cannot do this. But Mr. Elephant didn't hear anything. So he just carried on. So the party came and everyone was there. It was a huge party. Guess who had so much fun? Mr. Elephant. He had so much fun. After the party, Mr. Elephant was looking for Mr. Mouse. So he looked. Mr. Mouse, he shouted. And Mr. Mouse was nowhere to be found. He looked down and he took a step back. Mr. Mouse! And suddenly, Mr. Mouse was flat to the ground. It's a sad story. And the guy said, that's what it feels like with you missionaries. That you come in with your preconceived ideas 
and you want to do things for us without spending time with us, without getting to know us, by the end of the day, who gets to suffer? It's me, Mr. Small Mouse. But you, Mr. Big Mouse, you have all these connections and you go back to your home happy. Friends, in South Africa, we are building relationships together. Bring dignity together. We are touching lives. We are giving them the hope. There is respect that is being restored and given back to our brothers and sisters. And if we only allow the Almighty to do what he needs to do, things will work. And I was happy to hear this from this man. I was excited because he was saying, now I want to take this training to many other communities. There's so many other communities that needs to hear the word of God. Right now, as we sit in our community here, there are people who need to hear the word of God. It might be difficult because of COVID, but listen to this. There is my favorite passage, Luke 5, from verse 17 to 26. I will warn you, it's not a story about development. There might be people who will be watching the theologians. It's not about development. It's a story that we can get some principles and apply those principles to our day-to-day -day living within our communities. It says, one day, Jesus was teaching and the Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men carrying, came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. I, I love to lay people before Jesus. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful to just lay people before Jesus? To have that yearning to say, I want to bring people before Jesus. Go ye and make disciples of all nations. It goes on and says, when they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone?
I remember driving, we were driving in uh, the townships. And whenever you see black smoke, we didn't know at that time that there might be a demonstration happening. So turn around and go back. So we drove, and all of a sudden there was a mob of people with sticks and stones, and they're stoning the, throwing the stones at the cars. So we realized that, oh, no, that's, that's not good. But then we started driving back, trying to find a way so that we can get to our people, so that we can encourage each other, so that we can deliver what needed to be delivered. We tried and tried and tried. I remember driving in the middle of the night, not knowing where we were. <laughs> but later on, we found ourselves and we were back on the road. Friends, sometimes there are times when, like our friends in Luke 5, where you cannot find a way and you want to bring people to Jesus. And especially during this difficult time of COVID, sometimes it's difficult to preach. Sometimes it's difficult to teach. It's difficult to encourage. There's social distancing. There is lockdowns. There is all sorts of things happening. There is laws that are put in place. But God always makes a way. He always makes a way. You know, we, we are a different breed. We are the church. The church is called not to be divisive, but the church is called to be the light in the darkness. So as I remember my dad saying, it is better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. It is better. I don't know where he, that, he got that from, but it's a good one. But these guys, our friends in Luke 5, they didn't give up. They didn't give up. They went to the roof. And they lowered this man, their friend, right in front of Jesus. I was saying, probably they were the first humans to invent the human elevator. But they found a way. I pray that the Lord will give us new ways of doing ministry. You see how the church just grows. Before we would come and fill the space, I love fellowship with God. Now there is internet, YouTube. I, there is all sorts of stuff happening. More people are hearing the word right now. Imagine, as I speak, more people are hearing the word. More people are coming to Christ. Friends, it's a new season. It's a new day. There is a fresh anointing. And we need not to stand in the way of what God is doing. We need to open our hearts and say, God, use us the way you want. Because this is never about us. It should always be about Christ. 
The kingdom needs to be built. People need to be transformed. The kingdom needs to be edified. And we are the church. Friends, I encourage you. It's not us just going in South Africa. Yes, it's missions. But there is a mission right next door to you. There is a mission in your community. There is a mission at your workplace. And it is right time for us to step into that mission and allow the King of Kings to do what he does best. We are instruments. Allow him to use us. Allow him to play a beautiful sound that many will say, what is that sound? I want to know that sound. You know, my mom always used to say to me, you have two ears and one mouth. <laughs> and she would say, use those ears. James 1.19, it says, Brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. When we are in South Africa, one of the things we enjoy doing is sitting down and listening to the people. It's building relationships. It's in the listening that we hear that there is a lady who needs food. It's in the listening that we hear that there is children that needs to go to school. It's in the sitting down and listening that dreams become a reality. It's in the listening. She would always, every time when she said that, it was always accompanied by a backhand. Back then, now it's, it's, it's child abuse. Back then, it was just, use your listening ears. Our Lord is good. And he wants to use us to build his kingdom. And it's already happening in South Africa. It's already happening around the world. We are taking part in that. Let's come together and do more for the kingdom of God. Children are being transformed. They're getting to know Christ. They're getting to get a skill in farming. You know, during COVID, we didn't have issues with food in that community because they have a garden. <laughs> God blessed them with a garden and they were able to plant some food. And then they had to actually give some of the food away. There are things that we look at, such as farming, sewing, making shoes, pottery, that makes a difference in someone's life. 
especially when it's accompanied by the word of God. Lives are being transformed. So if you have been wondering what is happening in South Africa, wonder no more. Because God is doing mighty things in South Africa. And together, we can make a difference. And we are already making a difference. And we are better together. I'm going to finish with um, a verse. Uh, Matthew, Matthew 25. Matthew 25, verse 35. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did you see a stranger and invite you in? Or needing clothes and clothe you. When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of these least, one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to, to be here in this place. Lord, we pray for Cornerstone family. Lord, that you, you will bless them and bless them abundantly. Lord, we pray, mighty, that, that you will direct every step that they take. We pray that you overwhelm them with your spirit. And that you will go before them and open doors that needs to be opened. And shut the doors that needs to be shut in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that they will be like that tree in Psalm 1. Planted by the river of waters. That brings forth its fruit in its season. Whose leaves shall not wither. And whatever they do may it Prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. May you give them wisdom and insight that they may see things far beyond the ordinary. That they may go according to your will. Open doors, Lord, for them. Touch them. We pray for the sick in the name of Jesus. Lord, may you heal. By your stripes we are healed. Lord, may you extend your hand and touch them in the mighty name of Jesus. May they experience the power of your resurrection. May they come to know that you are the king of kings. You are our healer, comforter, enabler. That you are a mighty, miracle-working God. Touch them in Jesus' mighty name. 
Lord, during this pandemic, we pray for those who have lost their loved ones. Father, may you comfort them. May you give them peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding in this difficult time. We thank you and we give you all the honor. We pray for the leadership. Lead them, Lord. Guide them, Lord. Oh, pour out your spirit upon them, Lord. Wisdom, insight. We pray for them. In Jesus' mighty name, in the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Pastor, sorry, I forgot. And you know, we're going to pray. I was thinking of that, so I haven't forgot. <laughs> we're going to pray with them, and then after maybe we pray with them, uh, they're just going to talk a bit about their resources, and they've got some really cool things that I just discovered here about an hour ago. Uh, they've also got a prayer uh, pamphlet for you to pick up, and we can make that available if we were to run out today. But we want to pray for them, and uh, thank you for praying for us. Thank you for praying. Uh, I've discovered this. You can't outgive God, and when you are engaged in praying for people and joining as being partners, uh, it reciprocates. <laughs> you know, the blessing coming back, I have never ceased to be amazed on that, and uh, forget about stepping on the mouse to the, I mean, they give back so much more, and I thank God for that. So I'm going to invite uh, Cecilia to come and join, and uh, Lori, do you want to come and join with me as well? We're going to extend our hands towards them and pray for them today. So I invite you, would you join me in standing, and would you uh, just extend your hands toward them, and let's just agree together uh, for what God is going to do in their lives and in the days to come. So Father... We just stand together with our brother and sister. We stand together also with their daughter, Hannah, that, Lord, you bless them. Lord, we don't start by praying for provision. We start for praying for an anointing, a fresh anointing. Um, it just sounded like that Felix just wanted to sing today. He just wanted to lead us in some worship here. It is a new day. We've never been this way before. And they've never been this way before. Lord, we don't want the old. We want something new. Lord, we recognize that the ancient wells are good wells when they are redug for your purposes. So go and go before them, we pray, as they prepare to go back to South Africa, as they go to Pretoria, and as they go to the region, they're open to where you want to send them in the days ahead. God, make it clear to what that is, that, Lord, you would open up those, he just prayed for it a moment ago. Open up, we pray, Lord. The doors that need to be opened and close the ones that need to be closed. God throughout them all. We pray, open the windows of revelation. Oh, that, Lord, they would see you. They would behold you. And that, Lord, as they talked about their, their favorite scripture verse, that song that just keeps them going, that you are faithful. You are always there. You will never forsake them or leave them. God, I pray, give them a new word about that. That, God, they would be encouraged in a new season. We pray for Hannah. We pray that, God, you would bless her. We pray for her education, for the community of relationships she will uh, be a part of. And that, God, you would 
We pray that you would uh, extend their tent pegs this next season. Extend their tent pegs. That, Lord, where they've been, Lord, they have gone, they've established reliability. Now, God, we pray that you would give them favor among the people. New favor. Favor in new communities. Favor amongst uh, leaders and mayors and and heads of, of different groups of people. Give them favor. We pray that you would bring alongside men and women, teenagers, a young generation that will stand and hold their hands up and join them. That, God, they are not there simply to hand out. They are there to introduce them to the one who will be their source. And so, God, release that today, we pray. God, keep them safe in the midst of this pandemic. Keep them safe in their travels. Give them the visa to go back. Allow them to stay for exactly how long you want them to stay. And, Lord, we just pray your blessings upon them. We stand with them today and this day forward as we have stood in the last four years. God, bless them and increase the capability to build your kingdom. Lord, thank you for them. And may they be so encouraged. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Amen. So uh, just remain standing for a moment. I'm just going to dismiss in a second here. But they do have some interesting and exciting stuff here that uh, this is their coming out debut, I understand. A little before they were comfortable with this. But anyway, go ahead and tell us about it. is called Better Together. So we, you are the first <laughs> to actually see the Amazon version. <laughs> I, I think Pastor will share the link. I will send you the link. Um, but uh, it's, it's all to do with Jesus. Uh, it's all to do with coming together uh, and working together for the glory of God but in that working, we still have to share the love of Christ, the name of Jesus, through whatever we do, be it teaching, be it going to school, be it pastoring, be it whatever. So this is a book for children and their families. There is discussion questions at the back that you can all uh, partake on and discuss and get to build more uh, knowledge for yourselves. So this is our first um, edition. Uh, There is more to come, uh, but it's available on uh, (laughs) Amazon.ca. And if you love .com, it's also available on .com. So, yeah, I I don't feel good saying that, actually. I feel like those preachers who said, yeah, this book, that's for $10. No, (laughs) but this is the, the book, yeah. Amen. And I was, there was another book. They don't have the other one available. It won't be on Amazon. I, was just, I just picked it up. We, were, we had a meeting earlier, and I just picked it up, and, and I was reading about Hannah. And it has all their pictures in the other book, but this one here is the one available on Amazon. It will also help support them. And so I encourage you to consider doing that, and we will get you that information out. It will go out in the newsletter, or you can contact the church. We'll get that information out. And uh, there is, um, I believe there is at the info center or the registration table uh, a prayer list. There are some um, prayer needs. Pick one up on the way out. Again, we'll make that available as well in the days ahead. Let's stand with them. Uh, They will be heading back, Lord willing, the end of this month, Lord willing, to head back, and they'll be gone for two to three years again. 
Lord willing, we're just believing God for that. We want to stand with them and believe God for what they have. Would you just express your love for them? Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Lord bless you. Thanks for listening to the Aurora Cornerstone podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more information about our church and our ministries, visit auroracornerstone.ca.